Today our guest is Emily Watson. She's an international marketing manager for our sponsor GoDaddy and she has an incredible amount of knowledge on paid social media and how to make it work for you. So I've managed to convince GoDaddy to release her for 20 minutes to come and share her knowledge with us for free. Our mission is to help 10 million people start and grow a business for free. We want nothing from you. In Pep Talk, we interview industry-leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how and life lessons. That's why we're excited to partner with GoDaddy to power up Pep Talk. I've been using GoDaddy for years and would promote them on this podcast even if they didn't sponsor us. You can use their free website builder and start your online business at no cost and even get help these days with naming your business. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast notes below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. So welcome to the podcast, Emily. Wonderful to have you here. Thank you for uh, dipping out and sharing with us what's going on in paid social. So where should we start? Tell us how you got started in all of this uh, understanding social world. Oh, yeah. So firstly, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I got started in paid social um, over four years ago when I first started working in marketing and I tried a bit of everything and I kept coming back to paid social. I was always begging my managers for more budget to run campaigns and it was just always the medium I loved the most and I love the power of it and how much it changes and how quick. So that's how I got into it and I've done roles full time in paid social and I've looked after GoDaddy UK's paid social and now I run all of them on paid social for GoDaddy. Now, when I ask GoDaddy to give us an expert in this space, because a lot of our audience wants to understand about organic and paid and how to make it all work for them, they gave me your name. So I'm really excited to hear and, and all that you know. So to get things going, maybe we could start off by maybe you sharing a little bit of your thoughts of this kind of question we get asked a lot, which is organic versus paid. And do you have a view on this? Yeah, so they're two completely different worlds, um, but they can't exist without the other. So when you talk about organic, it's what you're doing on your feed, what you're posting, and that lives there. That doesn't go anywhere. But when we talk about paid social, we're referring more to ads, and those are ads that only your targeted audience can see, and then they'll disappear. They're known as dark posts. So they're two different worlds. One involves money and budget one you can do completely for free but before you can get started with paid social you have to make sure that your organic side is really dialed in and you're on the right platform with the right users and you're building that organic following and engaging with them so you really have to make sure that before you embark on a paid social adventure that you're really ticking the boxes organically first now, there does seem to be a lot of things floating around the internet about how this paid social can feed your organic or vice versa. But so you, what you're saying there, just to clarify, is that you think people should, first of all, initially get their organic lined up before they do paid? Or do you think there is a way to do paid that can actually promote your organic? I think your first point is definitely correct there. So when you're doing organic, you need to make sure that it's the right platform for the right users and you don't want to invest any marketing money into that platform unless you're sure that it's the right place for your audience and that you've grown it organically first. That's definitely the way I would approach it, making sure that it's the right platform for you, the right platform for your brand. And then when you're ready to take it to the next level, that's when you can think about going more into the paid side of things and investing more money. 
Now, a lot of people do feel like paid social is a bottomless pit. I know myself, having done ads on Facebook and so on, you feel like it's a never-ending potential direct debit without any sure way of feeling like it's actually working or you're doing it right. So tell us, what do you know about paid social? How do you go about making sure that it works for a business? Well, I think there's certain things you have to have in place before you want to get started. So firstly, making sure that you have a strong website in place. If you're a small business and you're thinking about using paid social ads, I'd firstly think, is my website ready and up to scratch before I get started on doing that? And also thinking about those other elements first. If you don't have those things in place, then you won't get the most out of your paid social ads, making sure that you actually reap the dividends and the success of it. And also things like reporting and tracking, you know, we could get super technical on this, but how do you ensure that this ad is actually a success? You know, how do you measure that? That's super important as well. And how do you determine which platform is right for a business? If if the listeners are listening and they're trying to figure out where to go to spend some money on social, is there a formula for such a such a thing? So there's no specific formula. I think you have to think firstly as a business, you know, who is my audience? Where are they present? Um, Where can I access this audience? And then spend that time on that platform first, building that organic side. And then once you're ready and you've built up that following and that you're sure that they're present on that platform, then you can kind of switch gears and go into the paid social advertising. But I think it's really important first to make sure that you're testing out the waters on that platform before investing any money. And we all see that tempting boost button come up every time we we post something, all the social media companies trying to get us to spend some money. But does that work, that that boost system? Is Is there a particular way you think if I'm starting out in paid social, I should start first? Yeah, so I think boosting is a great way to get started. And once you've kind of gone through those first stages and you've been on that platform organically, boosting is a great way to dip your toe into the paid area without setting up a complex ad account or anything like that. So boosting a post is just simply taking an organic piece of content that you've already posted on your feed and investing some money behind it. So it could be 10, 20, 30, 50, hundreds of pounds, and you can use that to reach more people and you can use it to test different audiences so it's a great stepping stone in from taking your content from just organic to going more towards paid social ads and it's a great way to test and learn i also think it's a good calculated risks for small businesses it teaches you a lot and you get a lot of insights but without necessarily investing loads of money loads of time loads of effort and also after you've done this you know you can look at your instagram insights tab or your facebook page analytics and you can really dig down into who am i reaching where am i reaching them what is my engagement rate and you can take all those learnings for your next campaign and, and build on that so boosting posts for me is a great way for a small business to get started in paid social now like i mentioned sometimes you feel like it is a bottomless pit when you start doing paid search or paid or for that matter paid search sponsorship is another thing but paid actual placement inside social media platforms it feels like you could just keep spending money how do you measure uh, the, the success i mean we call this kpi for those listening you know ultimately how do you measure the success of a of a campaign what, what what's a good rule of thumb on that So if you've done your boosting posts, you know, they focus more on likes, comments, shares, and you're ready to go to that next level. And you're going to get a Facebook ads manager account set up or, you know, a Twitter ads manager account set up. Before you launch any campaigns, you need to think about what 
you want to achieve with that campaign? What is your why? Do you want to drive reach and reach more people and tell more people about your product and drive awareness? Do you want to get people to your website? Do you want people to buy your product from your online shop? And once you know what it is you want to do there, then you can think, okay, do I have all the measurements in place and everything in place to run this campaign? You know, if you want to drive sales to your online shop, but you don't have an online shop that works efficiently yet, or is, you know, you don't have that installed at all, then that would be something you need to do before you think about running your campaign. But once you have your why or your KPI sorted, then you can proceed to the next level and think about how you measure and success, the track the success of that campaign. If this podcast is inspiring you to start or grow a business, then I recommend you use Taylor Brands. They are our sponsor for this podcast and they help you not only craft a brand, but design merchandise and so much more. In the last year, I've used this site for every single one of my businesses. I couldn't recommend them more. And we've even negotiated a 40% off discount code for you. Just use PEP, P-E-P, when using their website to make your booking. Now, let's get back to the podcast. I know myself when I I built a personal fan page on Facebook and I got over 10,000 likes on that page. I was, I was pretty excited. And then Facebook changed the system and now I have to pay to make uh, sure that my 10,000 fans see my posts, which seems kind of silly. Um, and I wondered if there was any you know things that you see now that, you know, that I wish someone had told me back then not to waste too much time necessarily building that 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 page and now it feels like it's just an expensive cost to reach the very people that wanted to connect with me but what do you see in in the ecosystem any tips for people when looking at what they should do or shouldn't do so in terms of the ecosystem we know now that meta so facebook and instagram they prioritize video over static so we always know that video is going to perform better than just a basic image post this is tough because video is more expensive and harder to produce you know a, a professional looking video that's not just you talking to your camera so that's a tricky one and that's something you also have to factor in we also know if you hit certain key buzzwords or key hashtags or you perform well on on tiktok so and keywords and buzzwords will get you into certain people's algorithms, but not into others. So it is very tricky and it's a space that changes all the time. Um, and that makes it tough and definitely tough when you have to pay to boost your posts as well, even to your own fans. So I think targeting is, is something that comes up a lot when, when I look at paid social media. Uh, could you perhaps teach our audience a little bit about how targeting works and your experience with targeting? Yeah, so targeting is a great topic. And this is where boosting posts in the initial outset can be really, really helpful because that allows you to test, test and learn different audiences outside of your initial following and see what works, what doesn't. So once you've done that in your initial boosting phase, but you're ready to set up a proper campaign, that's where you can take those learnings and apply it here. But building an effective audience in paid social is like different layers, layers on layers. That's the best way to do it. So the different things you need to think about are demographics, so age, interests, and different geographical areas. And these are all different layers that we build upon to build an audience. The trick is you don't want it to be too broad because then not everyone will be interested in your product, but you don't want it to be so niche that it really drives up the costs. So a good example here is say, let's own you own a bike shop in Manchester. You don't want to target the whole country because you know people aren't going to come to your bike shop in Manchester if they live in London. 
but you want to think about the geographical areas. You maybe want to think about 20 to 30 miles, but also think about interest targeting because not everyone in that 20 to 30 mile radius of that shop will be interested in your product or own a bike or be interested in owning a bike. So then you want to think about adding on those different layers. So things like cycling keywords, mountain biking, cycling enthusiasts, and all those different layers add on top of each other to build an audience that's broad, that's interested and engaged, but not too broad that it's just a waste of time and certain people aren't going to be interested in your product. So that's a really good way to kind of build out your audience and make sure you're targeting the right people. Now, taking that bike shopping Manchester analogy, which is a really good way of explaining it, do you think that once you do an ad, it's better for people to perhaps come to a landing page and join your mailing list? Or is it better to then you know, quit to e-commerce store buy the bike? Is there any particular strategy you think people could look at as a way of making the ad pay? Because I, I know if you make it too complicated, whatever people click after the ad, if it's too complicated, the drop off will be higher, right? So is there any strategy that you've seen that, that works well? Well, the beauty of paid social is that you can build a strategy to any objective. So say your bike shop wants to really target people on fixing their bike and getting them to come into the shop. You can build an ad with an objective to get people to come into the store. But you could also build an ad which has an e-commerce objective to drive people to your online site to drive sales. So it really depends on what you want your campaign to do. And it really goes back to your why. And you can build a different ad with different creative and advertise it in different places according to what your objective is. So you can build a strategy for any business objective. You just have to know what it is you want to achieve. Now, what should business owners watch out for? What what are the, the, the pitfalls of, of doing paid social, the mistakes I guess you've probably made and learned the hard way? You know, what should people know? I think firstly, as a small business, not having a strong website, if you don't have that box ticked, then it's worth going back, revisiting that and investing in that before you take your money and invest into paid social. I think that's really, really important because all digital activity needs like a hub and a database and somewhere to go back to. So I think that's really, really key. Um, I also think one of the pitfalls here is not having things and measurements in place to track the results of your campaign. You know, you said earlier you felt like it was a bottomless pit of a direct debit, but you really need to make sure that you can track and measure and ensure that whatever it is, you know, if you have a target of how much you want to pay to get a new customer, you're meeting that and you're achieving that. Or if you have a certain number of people you want to reach from your brand awareness campaigns and you need to hit that with your budget. So making sure that you have the reporting in place, but also the metrics in place to measure that success, because otherwise it just becomes impossible to see if it's working for your business or not. Now, is there anybody out there you've seen that you think is is crushing it, is doing it the right way? Any brands that you think stand out in, I guess you must be monitoring everybody, what they're doing? Definitely. I think one thing I'd love to say here, and it's not necessarily a brand, but I think one of the trends we're seeing on TikTok is tech talk, and that's blowing up. It's doing huge in the space, and there's so many people jumping on that at the moment. I just found an account the other day, which was Excel Shortcuts on TikTok, and they already have like 500,000 followers. So I think at the moment, we can see that that app is blowing up, and there's just so many different niches and different areas where it's almost like there's a corner of the internet for everybody. You just have to find them and target them. So I think that's so exciting and it's amazing to see. How do hashtags play a role in paid social? 
Yeah, so they play more of a role than organic, but they're still definitely relevant to paid social. And I think you can take hashtags that you see as successful and trending and apply that to your targeting. So going back to your interest targeting, but also on places like Twitter, hashtags are really powerful because they'll connect you to that social conversation. So I think hashtags are a great place to see where the social conversation is happening and what's happening, but also get more exposure for your product or your brand. And it's just, they're a really powerful social listening tool within apps, but you can take all those learnings and apply them to your targeting and your ads as well. And of all the platforms that are presently on the market, do you have a personal preference right now? If you looked at my phone usage, <laughs> TikTok definitely takes up the most of my time. Um, I think it's insane. It's growing so quickly. Um, you know, the number of users on TikTok has more than doubled in the UK in the last year. It's over 22 and a half million. And the average TikTok user spends nearly an hour a day on it. It's insane. Um, but I think it's still an app in its infancy. So for advertisers, you know, it's growing and it's learning and it's developing, but it's not been around as long as Facebook and Instagram meta platforms have. So it's not as competitive as them yet, but I think the power of TikTok is insane and it's only going to continue to grow. Couldn't agree more. I've got 400,000 followers on TikTok and I'm not that interesting. So just imagine if you're listening and you are interesting, how, how popular you could be. And so, uh, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, do you, do you think uh, platforms, and I know we probably have to be a bit careful how we say this, but platforms like Facebook uh, are, 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 are losing it? Do you, do you think they're, they're not as relevant as they used to be for businesses? I think they're still as relevant because you have to think, you know, all the buzz about TikTok comes from younger users and they'll use that app now for years to come. They'll grow older using that app. But places like Facebook, you know, my mom still loves Facebook. She uses it all the time. And that gives you a powerful place to tap into that audience. So, you know, I still use Instagram a lot. So I think you can't think of it as one is more relevant than the other. I think it's about finding the right user on the right app at the right time and you can't target everybody from one app you have to go to all those different places but if you know your audience and you know where your audience is present then you can definitely find them do you include social media influences within the paid social sphere of knowledge or is that a separate uh, focus they do they go kind of hand in hand i guess paid social influences have more of a a PR element to them as well. Um, but yeah, this is a growing sphere as well because within the kind of this post that you pay for them to do on their feed, you can also get them to do ads and use them for advertising. So within campaigns we run at the moment, you know, there's high overlap between the PR element where they're doing those posts and those organic posts, but also how we use them in advertising. But it's definitely an area that's growing, but it gets quite complex in the overlap and, you know, how you pay them, where that counts, where that sits. And also technically, you've got to highlight it as an ad if if a brand has sponsored it. So a lot of people have got into some trouble for that. But but it's it's a fascinating space. And um, I feel very honoured to have an expert like yourself come on and share with us what I think GoDaddy pay you a lot of money to do. So um, thank thank you for that. I guess just finally, I wondered if, um, you know, GoDaddy is our sponsor. So I know GoDaddy, GoDaddy do have some tools around this. Is there anything there that people can tap into that's worth mentioning? Yes, definitely. So we have a whole digital marketing suite available. Um, so building your content and taking the time to do that, that can be quite tricky. And, you know, things like Photoshop licenses, they're really expensive. But GoDaddy Digital Marketing Suite actually has 
all the different products you can use and different templates to create content and also integrate your social media platforms so you can do everything in one place. You can see your results, you can report, you can manage your, your posts, plan your posts and also build your posts. So I think it's an amazing place to have all the integrated tools you need to run your marketing and online marketing and social all in one place. So in a very complex world where you can spend a lot of money on different tools, the digital marketing suite is a great product to get started with. Thank you, Emily, so much for sharing your uh, social knowledge uh, with us. It, it is so valuable to our audience. I appreciate you, and uh, thanks. We hope to have you back on. If you learn anything new, come back and share it with us, please. Yes, please. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Pep Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow The Purposeful Project on all our social media channels where we're giving away even more free business secrets and entrepreneurial value. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor GoDaddy for powering this podcast. From naming a business to buying a domain name to building your website for free, GoDaddy has you covered. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast note below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. See you next time, entrepreneurs. And remember, you're not alone.